2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey,
3: good afternoon. Greetings. Welcome to the Monday Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day edition of The Ride Home. It's a
4: lot to cover in a two-hour span.
3: (laughs) I think we get got the bandwidth, right? Okay. I'm ready for it. What about things that are closed today because of the holiday?
4: So, perhaps... Do you think the post office is closed?
3: Post office is closed. I know, I know two things, which I have.
4: Okay, the bank.
3: Yes. So when's the last time? For me, I could care less about my mail, and I haven't stepped inside of a bank in years.
4: So it doesn't matter. So none of these things matter to you? No. Okay.
3: Does it, does it affect you? Nah, I don't Libraries think so. are closed today.
4: Okay. Yeah. No. When's definitely.
3: the last time you were inside of the Carnegie Library?
4: Uh, before COVID. Yeah. I've been in the Northland Library, which is a Carnegie branch, since COVID. Okay. But, but not I've not the main been branch. to the main branch. No. Yeah, neither have I.
5: Mm-mm.
4: Have you been to the Carnegie Museum?
5: No. No. <laughs> I drive well, by like, it all what the are we
4: time. Doing? Yeah. Just, okay. you know, COVID thing. Yeah. I'd like to. How was your weekend?
3: Weekend was great. Had a really nice, wasn't it gorgeous? Wasn't it? Yeah. Really, really gorgeous. Lovely. Really lovely. wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful weather. I spent a lot going. of time. I, is it unusually warm for October? Yes. Because I feel as though I'm spending, you know, every second outside. Yes, but listen,
4: outside. every single October this happens. Though it's so wonderful because I go back. I've gone back and looked at my calendar, and I'll make little notes, oh. you know. on And this has been like three or four years running. We've I love had it. this.
3: Well, what's unusual to me is that it's been just one sunny day after another. It's
4: so, terrific. which is
3: not typical Pittsburgh. I know. You know it was. There was a gloomy day last week, but only like half the day, and
4: it rained on Saturday.
3: All right, just a little bit. But not for the whole day. No.
4: I'm just soaking it up. I'm going to eat outside tonight. Oh. At a restaurant. It's very very exciting. Where are you going? You know, uh, I'll tell you after I go.
3: Okay. All right. Give the preview. Or yeah. the review, I mm-hmm. guess he's Exactly. All righty. Well, for the uh, Columbus Day slash Indigenous Day <laughs> top I'm four i I'm not covering four. either one of those things You're not? in the top four I'm at four. Surprised today. By that. No, All I'm right. covering
4: other interesting things, but neither of those.
3: All right. Well, please, Kath, without further ado, give us the top four at four.
4: All right. I'll do it for Monday, October 11th, 2021. You ready for this, I number one? Bring it on. Mm-hmm. A Maryland couple was arrested Saturday and accused of trying to sell military secrets to a foreign power.
3: Pittsburgh connection to that.
4: Politico is reporting that Jonathan and Diana Tobe were arrested in Jefferson County, West Virginia, where they allegedly attempted to sell info about the design of nuclear reactors on American subs to someone they thought was an agent of another country, but actually an FBI agent. According to the criminal complaint, the FBI convinced Mr. Tobe he had successfully connected with a foreign agent and that he was trading messages with a member of that country's intelligence service. After several months, Tobe allegedly struck an agreement to sell restricted data in exchange for thousands of dollars in cryptocurrency. So in June, John, the first drop was made. Diana was the lookout. Jonathan Tobe placed an SD card in half a peanut butter sandwich.
3: (laughs) Not a whole one. Just Just half. half.
4: So if, if they if he really cared about the other country, it would have been a whole sandwich. Probably so. so he was like saying, "I don't really care about either country." According to the Department of Justice, that look at me making a joke out of this. This
3: is like it's you know. ripe for jokes. Is it chunky or creamy?
4: <laughs> and is the is the country that's receiving the information angry that he chose peanut butter?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Are they saying really like you couldn't have picked something that was a little easier to get off? Of.
3: Right. Or was it Wonder Bread? Or was it? You know.
4: What about if it was like a Whole Foods, like a, a high-quality loaf? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was like a, the those fish buns from um, the breadworks.
3: Wait, ten seconds ago you were saying <laughs> I shouldn't make fun of this, and now you're off to the races.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they received a hundred thousand dollars in cryptocurrency. Is what they did. Number two.
3: Wait, the second one it was in a pack of gum. Oh, I didn't see the packet Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: I just saw the peanut butter. How did I miss packing? gum? I don't know. It's wasn't in the political article.
3: Uh, you didn't follow really. down the whole, yeah. I guess
4: I, I didn't. And what I kind of gum? What kind of gum was
3: it? I didn't say. Clove. <laughs> Cinnamon.
4: That's bad gum. Clove Cinnamon is gum. bad. It tastes good for like 10 seconds. My grandma loved clove gum. Yeah, every so, gram loved clove yeah. gum. Number two. Frances Hogan, age 37, the Facebook whistleblower who shared documents with The Wall Street Journal, the SEC, and Congress, alleges, of course, that Facebook bears responsibility for a wide range of societal ills. But according to a story in today's Washington Post, coming forward was not an easy decision for her. Quote, I just don't want to agonize over what I didn't do for the rest of my life. Compared to that, anything else doesn't seem that bad. She wrote to a friend in a text. Facebook has painted her as a low-level employee, speaking about subjects on which she lacks direct knowledge, but Frances Hogan has withstood that challenge through methodical planning and the rigor with which she has built her case. She used Facebook's own internal research to show how it directed resources away from key safety programs and drew on the files and her own experiences to paint a picture of a company where prioritization of growth-fueled decision-making is the only thing they care about. In the day since her Senate testimony, listen to this, Frances Hogan has appeared at a Yale Law School panel to discuss the Facebook files. Lawmakers, including the Senate Homeland Security Committee, are planning more meetings with her. She's also planning a trip to Europe, where she'll testify in front of the British Parliament. And here at home, of course, she's won bipartisan support on Capitol Hill with calls for regulation and a lot of soul searching from all of us. So good on her. Mm -hmm. Number three. Speaking of good on, a great day for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. They snapped a three-game losing streak with a 27-19 victory at Heinz Field. Outstanding start with seven on the opening drive. It's been a long time since we saw that. Uh, But things got oh so tense in the fourth quarter as the 18-point lead got like smaller and smaller and smaller. The Broncos scored two touchdowns in the final 10 minutes and had the ball at the Steelers three with 17 seconds left when second-year quarterback James Pierre just jumped in front of that ball. That was great. Hallelujah. According to the Trib, with the win, the Steelers avoided their first zero and three home start since 1986. Wow! And of course, we're all rejoicing that they've improved to two and three. And number four, are you ready for the story? Bring it. A southeast Texas man by the name of Tim, Tim Haufen learned during his Bible study about a toddler who was missing in thick woods, and he said God told him to go search for the child. In an interview on ABC's Good Morning America today, Halfon said he can only credit Divine Intervention for leading him on Saturday to find three-year-old Christopher Ramirez, who survived nearly three whole days alone in the woods of Grimes County, about 50 miles northwest of Houston. After hearing of the child's disappearance, Halfon said, Thank you. (laughs) Music's back. After hearing of the child's disappearance, Halfon said he went to the woods around 11.45 Saturday. About 10 yards in, he heard what sounded like a child's whimper. 10 yards? I said, Christopher, is that you? Then I heard him speak again, and I'm like, oh my gosh, praise God. Wow. Halfon said Christopher was calm and healthy.
5: Fabulous.
4: Quote, I don't know what to make of it. All I know is he was found safe. Hoffman said when I picked him up he was still talking he wasn't shaking he wasn't nervous the things I would expect maybe he just sensed I'd been found he was five miles from his home where he vanished after following a neighbor's dog into the woods now listen to this the sheriff's office immediately organized a search party as soon as they found out he was missing using drones aircraft canine units and numerous volunteer searchers on foot who combed the woods day and night but turned up no sign of the child Shown a photo of the smiling boy after he was reunited with his mother, Mr. Hoffman said, that's why everybody was praying. That's why God laid it on my heart to go look, to reunite that boy with his mom. Fabulous. And wow. that, what a great story. That is your top four, four.
3: Drones, aircraft, search parties. The guy here from God and goes 10 yards into the woods, and there he is. That's fabulous. How about that? Excellent. Great way to start the Monday. We're going to uh, step away for just a minute. Sure, a minute. As we always do on Monday, we go to the White House where Greg Clarkson joins us from SRN News.
4: Everything's calm and cool in Washington. No big deal. There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> Peanut butter
3: sandwiches abound. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about
6: them. 101.5 WORD.
7: Dr. Charles Stanley. To know that God loves me with an everlasting love
0: means there is nothing that can interfere with his love for me. Absolutely nothing. If it is everlasting, it is uninterruptible.
8: Hear the series, Liberated to Love, this week on In Touch with
2: Dr. Charles Stanley.
1: Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5
9: WORD. Why are cash-out refinances such a big deal right now? Uncle Ryan tries to teach me something. I will say one thing. You know, I really feel like right now, might be a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I've been doing this for 18 years now, and I've just never seen a market where the rates are so low and values across the country have skyrocketed as much as they have. That combination, um, I remember one couple in particular, they were looking to do some home improvements at the house, but they were worried about their payments going up. Well, With rates being so low and them building up so much equity in the home over the last few years, we were able to get them to cash out for those home improvements and their payments actually went down a little bit. Every single situation is different, but it does happen more often than you think. So it definitely does not hurt to call.
10: We. Our United, United Faith Mortgage.
9: mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melville, New York. MLS Number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number
3: 22672. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company, with over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry. Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters, and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 123121, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That is WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
11: With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Premature Birth is the number one killer of babies. Those who survive often face birth defects and complications that affect them for life. For hundreds of thousands of families in the United States, this is the hardest thing they will ever have to face. And it's even harder on the baby. March of Dimes is providing education and support to families and funding life-saving research to give every baby a fighting chance. You can help. Do something today. Give them tomorrow at marchadimes.org tomorrow.
3: Our nation's capital is often a sea of tranquility. Here to help us with those good vibes from Washington, D.C., Greg Clugston, who joins us from SRN News, where he is the White House correspondent. Greg, welcome. How are you?
2: Hey, John, Kathy. Well, it is a federal holiday, so it is a little more tranquil than usual,
3: actually. Nice. Excellent. Very good. So people are just kind of hanging out today on this Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day.
2: Right. It was interesting because last Friday... President Biden issued two proclamations, one for each of those observances. Mm. Uh, He's really the first president to do that. And so I guess you can just uh, you you can celebrate the the day however you like. Choose your sides, right? Right. But probably
4: neither issue has ever been classified as tranquil. Right, until now. Okay. Yeah, good point. All right, speaking of not tranquil, um, so it looks like the president's in trouble um, just as far as what's going on in his own party. I mean, we, we expect the fact that he would have trouble from the opposition party, but it looks like his agenda's stuck.
2: Right. It hasn't changed a whole lot since we talked about this last week, and this has been a recurring theme really here for several weeks, and that is disarray or disagreement within the Democratic Party. Of course, Democrats, as we have talked about, and as uh, your listeners know, they do have majorities on Capitol Hill. It is a 50-50 Senate, and with the vice president, there's a tiebreaker. So obviously there's there's no room for error on the Senate side uh, in terms of a simple majority. And in the House... Democrats also have the advantage, but it's a very, very paper thin advantage. Uh, The House Speaker can only lose three or four Democrats on any piece of legislation if all Republicans are against it. So it's a very fine line that the Democrats have to walk. And so when you have a handful, if not more than a handful, of Democratic lawmakers in either the House or the Senate not happy with a piece of legislation, in this case, the president's domestic and economic agenda, uh, that's where we stand. They simply can't round up enough votes to pass this right now. Really?
3: Okay, so then what's the holdout? I mean, are there people who are saying actively on Capitol Hill, this is not, I'm just not going to do this. There's no way I'm going to sign off on this, Greg.
2: Yeah, so for example, John, you have the, you have liberals, especially in the House, although a few in the Senate, including Bernie Sanders, uh, who have pushed a very progressive uh, agenda and they they want they want three and a half trillion or more dollars in spending, and that was the initial price tag of the president's plan. Someone like Bernie Sanders, for example, he thinks three and a half trillion isn't anywhere close enough what? to be what the country should be spending. Um, not all of the progressives feel quite that way, but they they feel like they need to be spending on the on the top end of whatever the range of dollar is and then you've got moderates and centrists who are saying. We have spent trillions and trillions of dollars uh, you know, through the COVID pandemic, uh, and they're just worried that the price tag is really too big. And so that's where you have a lot of the, uh, the discrepancy right now is how much to spend. Already, the White House, the president have acknowledged that the price tag is not going to be the three and a half trillion. It might be somewhere around two trillion, which is still a lot of money. And that's the that's the secondary point, John and Kathy, is that Democrats, if the if the white house has decided the price tag has to shrink then how do you go about shrinking the proposals mm-hmm. right. uh, do you shrink some do you simply cut some programs that uh, that a lot of democrats want or do you shorten the length of years that you would fund them so they're in the thick of it right now and meanwhile the clock is ticking isn't it Well, it is. Uh, You've got you know, you've got other deadlines that are that are hard and fast deadlines, like uh, passing a federal budget and and the debt limit and those kinds of things. Uh, This is more of a political calendar that the Democrats are facing because they want to have accomplishments done before 2022 in particular, because that's a midterm election year and things uh, often tend to get even more bogged down during those kinds of years.
4: Mm -hmm. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Okay, so let's stay um, talking about the president. Um, But what's going on with the federal budget and with the debt limit? Um, Where are we on that?
5: Yeah,
2: the short the short answer is lawmakers punted and kicked it, it down, down the road. A, a couple of months, uh, and we've seen this—we've seen this uh, TV show before, haven't we? Yes, we have. Uh, so the end of the fiscal year for the federal government was the the last day of September. So that was when budgets had to be approved. They didn't meet that deadline, and so they have uh, sem- essentially passed just a short-term budget to go until the first couple of days of December. So they just bought some more time to pass budget items. And they did essentially the same thing with the uh, raising the debt ceiling, which has turned out to be a very partisan issue here in Washington, like so many other things. And so that's also going to be happening uh, the first couple of days of December in terms of another decision has to be made. So uh, the crunch that we had a week ago with both of those deadlines kind of uh, crashing down uh, very close together, it's going to happen again the first week of December. Hmm.
3: So it doesn't really matter then. I mean, you know, just you keep on pushing things further down the road. Eventually someone's going to have to take some action. Um, how does this all end, Greg?
2: (laughs) Well, Republicans led by Senator Mitch McConnell in the Senate have said that they, you know, Democrats have the votes just to pass raising the debt ceiling by themselves. Um, it's not as simple as just doing a, a, a simple vote in the Senate, okay. uh, but there is there is a process there that could be done. Democrats don't want to have to go through that, but they may be forced to do it. Uh, so that way, Republicans wouldn't have to cast a vote on the debt ceiling. Um, McConnell believes this is a real political advantage for the GOP moving forward. And so that's why he's kind of dug in his heels here. So the Democrats do have the wherewithal to do it. We'll just have to see if it actually happens that way come December. Mm-hmm.
4: Check out our video feed. The Ride Home is streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. We're talking via Zoom to our friend Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. Um, so, of course, we've read the news that thousands of people stranded all across the country um, who were uh, looking for an airline flight and couldn't get it. Um, and, of course, that brings into uh, focus the argument about vaccine mandates. And so COVID numbers are going down, but it seems like the vaccine mandate conversation is getting louder and louder.
2: Yeah, it's definitely the battleground right now. Of course, we're waiting for official language from the Biden administration about the announcement that Biden made a few weeks ago that would affect businesses with 100 or more employees in terms of following through on a a mandate. And uh, he's the president has already, you know, issued that mandate uh, for segments of the military and the federal government. Uh, but the, moving into the private sector, that's where there's been a lot of resistance. Although at the same time, there has been, uh, there have been a number of businesses and corporations and industries that have, uh, you know, really sort of embraced that idea of, of mandates. Um, So that they feel like CEOs feel like they can have their employees vaccinated and therefore customers could be kept safe. And they they see that as not only a health issue, but a bottom line issue for their companies. A lot of airlines have signed on to this vaccination mandate um, and they've installed their own, you know, know, their own policies at their airlines. Southwest Airlines, though, uh, there is pushback from the pilots uh, that fly for Southwest. And we've seen over the last three or four days now, all weekend and into here today on Monday, lots of flights canceled for Southwest. The airline was uh, complaining about or p- putting blame on some FAA um, issues in terms of con- you know control towers as well as weather. The FAA said that they've had no issues, and so it's led to the question as to whether this is almost like a sick-out. You've got pilots and other employees calling in sick to make their point on this mandate. Right,
3: okay. So then Southwest doesn't want to be transparent. They're going to push it down the road as well. Interesting. Hey, Greg, let's talk about um, this story that we've been following here about uh, peanut butter sandwiches and packs of gum and a little espionage. Do you know this story?
2: I don't. Jonathan
4: and Diana Tobe arrested in Jefferson County, West Virginia, Greg, where they allegedly attempted to sell information about the design of nuclear reactors uh-huh. on American subs to someone they thought was an agent of another country, deciding to place the SD card in half of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> okay. Right.
3: Right. Now, which makes hey. me think of Alger Hiss, right? I mean, you know, you know, the story of Alger Hiss and, you know, espionage. I think a movie was made about it. You know, he put uh, his microfilm in a pumpkin. Now we're moving the peanut butter sandwiches.
2: Right, you know, I did see the headline of the story, but I didn't read the details uh, that mm-hmm. involved the PBJ. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's that's my that's my bad right mm-hmm. there. No, but... no, you're
5: good.
4: Well, no, uh, that's okay. That's why you uh, you're part of the ride home, so that we can tell you these <laughs> gripping stories.
2: <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't give PBJ a, b- a bad name. No, here that, no. I
4: love how that's his first concern. I agree. Like, I... The reputation of the peanut butter. Exactly. And jelly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could be damaged beyond repair.
3: Okay, great. Just a little uh, personal thing: uh, chunky or smooth.
2: I like both, but I've I've been I I lean toward uh, creamier smooth. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course you do. Yeah, yeah, and jelly. Uh, What are you doing? Preserves. Yeah, preserves. I I used to. Be, there are times I have to say where just a grape jelly is is will hit the spot. Sure. But m- more just times standard. than not, I go with the strawberry preserves. Yeah, strawberry. because
4: here's the thing: the jelly it can fall off. It gets okay. it's, 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 it's chunky. Kinda, it's kind of like, gelatinous right,
2: out yeah. there. How about red raspberry? That's I my
4: like favorite. red. That's my favorite. Yes, as well. that's very absolutely. red raspberry is a very right. good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Last question for you. News comes today from CBS that uh, Michael Mason. Former executive assistant director of the FBI and retired after 23 years, has decided to take up a new job. He is driving a school bus.
3: Mm. Post-retirement. Post-retirement. Right? Retirement. Yeah. yeah. So
4: he's left um, the grind of Washington, D.C., which is where you know Greg has found his place for multiple decades. And he's now driving a school bus. He said he wanted to pitch in. He thought he was just sitting at like, why can't I do that?
5: that so, dangerous.
4: Greg, I'm just asking if you have a dream job after you leave this one.
2: Yeah, it would be uh, on a rider lawnmower, either, you know, like doing like a university campus or something like that. Uh Yeah. Would would love to be outside and got the earmuffs on. and Uh A little hat. Uh
4: He could listen to his 80s exercise playlist. (laughs)
3: Fabulous. (laughs) While you're on the
4: We could send you to like (laughs) Texas A&M, like one of those enormous universities that's like totally flat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could like cut... Of course, I don't know if anything grows down there. It's probably so hot. It's wouldn't matter.
2: make the job easier. Go to Ohio true. State very instead. Nice. There's probably but a lot of uh, I would do that. You know, the bus driver job, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, hats mm-hmm. off to anybody. That's not an easy job. No. And there's a shortage, obviously, yes. right, now, right across yeah. the country. But, yeah. uh, so he's leading but, by yeah, example. yeah, I would, I would love to be on the ride or more.
4: Okay. Excellent. That's fine. Very well, nice. we salute you, regardless Great. of where you're working, Greg.
3: Always. Thanks for being game, giving Thank us you. the headlines, and then delving deeper into some And for
4: protecting the reputation of the PB&J. Yes.
3: Take care. Thank you. You as well. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about uh, SRN News at wordfm.com. We'll take a quick break. Big we are news. just getting underway. Big
4: news coming up next. Does this make sense? Does this in make sense? In a different slot? We all know health care costs are through the roof. Insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses. But all at once, I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, Think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496.
12: A teenage jihadist comes to Christ. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I met young Ahmed when I visited the Middle East. His father died fighting for ISIS. His mother was an extremist, and young Ahmed was going to be a suicide bomber by killing himself and others being sold out to violent Islam. Now, his mother and siblings, they came to Christ. They prayed nonstop for his salvation, and when it came, he was beaten nearly to death by extremist. And when I caught up with him several villages over, I asked Ahmed, What's your Bible mean to you? And he said, I can look here and see where Jesus says they'll hate you because they hated me. And where Jesus says I'm with you always. Now listen, having a Bible, it meant everything to him and gave him perspective. And his prayer was for believers there who need God's word to endure and persevere. And I said, Ahmed, those Bibles, they're coming. Please join Word FM and Bible League in sending God's Word to 5,000 Bibleist believers in the Middle East and around the world at only $5 a Bible. Every gift match by calling 800 Yes Word. 800 Y E S W O R D, that's 800 Yes Word, or give at WordFM.com. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee.
13: For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together.
14: Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh.
13: Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee.
15: Whether it's offering curbside or next day delivery for online orders on over 160,000 parts, or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's Motor never quits. That's Napa know-how.
6: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
16: Tonight will be partly cloudy and mild with a low of 59. Then a warm day tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. Unseasonable warmth continues tomorrow with a high of 77. Then Wednesday will be sunny to partly cloudy and warm. High on Wednesday, 75. Partly cloudy and warm Thursday, high 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren.
4: Does this make sense?
3: Does what make sense?
4: At a different time, does this make sense? Because we're usually at 525. It's 425. Right. We switch times Yeah, we switch times. Printing things.
3: Printing things. Oh, oh, you mean like, you know, your printer from your computer.
4: Right. Like printing things as opposed to just looking at them on your iPad, on your phone, on your computer.
3: Okay. Well, that's really, that's a really interesting. Thank you, John. Pull in there. Uh, okay. So during COVID, my printer broke. At home. And I went out and bought a new printer. But there was a period where I wasn't printing anything. I remember. And I was working off of my phone yes. only. Yeah. And to be honest, it worked very well. And then I, because f- every time I print stuff out, I'm like, look, I got a stack of papers here, you know, and I'm throwing them throwing them away. My wife's always like, just turn them over so you can easily use them twice. Right. That's good.
4: Which I always do. Right, just front and back.
3: There's something to be said. I like holding paper in my hands. I want a paper in my hand. But I didn't really miss it that much when I was just using it on my screen.
4: The question is, does it make sense?
3: Yeah, printing makes sense.
4: Okay. It absolutely makes sense. Good. I can't stand to just work off of a screen, I can't stand it. I don't. We don't have. We have a clock that helps us to know what's happening on the show today. Yeah. I couldn't print it out because I've got a toner cartridge issue. It's driving me crazy. Well, see, I you, can't even think right. No, you, you. sent me the clock. I don't like. It. Hear my phone. I have it on my iPad. No, I don't like it. Printing absolutely makes sense. Your brain interacts differently with something you can hold in your hand versus an image on a screen. All right, that's my contention.
3: Does this make sense? Hmm. Gas station videos. I'm at the pump, mm-hmm. I'm filling up, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, going, la, 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 la. you're sucking me dry at the pump, and then I'm held hostage to your poor programming, and you're <laughs> advertising while I'm you're <laughs> sucking me dry. It's like the ultimate <laughs> orb. It's the worst. The big oil companies, in every conceivable way, are just crushing us. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you?
4: Absolutely not. I find it offensive it's like it's it's like it's an invasion of sound i didn't ask for that
3: no is it is there a mute button on there
4: i wish there, there was. should be
3: is there a mute button chrissy
4: i saw it on twitter i'll have to find it for you guys there's uh, a way to shut it off really? oh my gosh i'm telling you what oh i
3: i went the other day and did that you know i bought less gas just so i could get out of there sooner right, i, so I didn't feel forget it, about uh, it here's three bucks uh, get me home yeah I'll
4: tip you 20% just to let me out of here. Please, a Get away mute from on that your gas Can you like imagine? That. All right, so printing things absolutely it makes sense.
3: All right, gas pump videos? No. They don't make any sense. Next, talking about evil.
6: WORD.
0: When Becky Harling asked her teenage daughter to give her a grade on her communication skills, she was surprised by what she heard.
6: I really thought I was going to get kudos, you know, the rave reviews. And she was like, wow, you talk a lot. You give me a lot of your opinions.
0: We'll explore how we can be better
1: listeners as parents next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 WORD word f-m-w-o-r-d mike lindell
3: the inventor and ceo of my pillow wants to give back to our listeners you can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials get deep discounts on my pillow mattress toppers towels and so much more for example mike is offering a buy one get one free offer on giza sheets All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD.
5: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is my pillow.
1: Com
10: I find that patients just
1: want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That
10: takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office.
9: My
2: mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you.
1: Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 1030 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors.
3: Father Tom Stroke is back with us. He's a regular guest on our show. Tom, welcome back. I I sent you an article um, from the New, uh, I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal. The headline caught my attention because the headline was this Not that long ago, evil really meant something. And I I get that headline because you you read that and you think, if if you read the news today, everybody that you disagree with is inherently evil, right? Right.
15: Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've trivialized evil, and we certainly don't read that in the scriptures. We don't um, we don't see a trivialization of evil. We see it as actually the most profound uh, challenge uh, to humans. And this is, I think, the most important thing is that we understand, Several things about evil that are important from the um, from the perspective of the Christian, even from a philosophical point of view, yeah. it is interesting. Evil becomes the the what we call the problem of evil. You know, if somebody believes in God, what do they believe about evil? And the idea here is not that um, God created evil. We would never, ever believe this. We don't believe that God created evil. There are some that might claim that, but we can't believe that God created evil in any way. Uh, In him is light, John says, right? And there is no darkness at At all. all. Uh, The question is, where does evil come from? And there are various philosophical answers. I will be honest, the scriptures are not... um, entirely clear about the, 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 the existence of where where does evil come from or who created it. But what we can say is that there are several types of evil. There is moral evil. Uh, moral evil comes from the heart of man. It comes from the, the ultimate uh, gift that God gives humans. And that is, humans have free will. St. John Chrysostom in the uh, 4th and 5th century spoke about the, um, the, the free will of man being almost supreme uh, in terms of the way that God respects human freedom. Because uh, the question is always posed to us, yes, they say, especially by non-believers, they'll say, why does God permit evil? Uh, If he was a loving God, if he was a good God, uh, a good God wouldn't permit evil things, but the answer is actually just the opposite. God loves us so much. God loves humanity so much that he actually permits us to choose good or evil, and this we hear in the very second chapter of Genesis, that God placed man in the garden of delight, in the the garden of eden and he said uh you can eat freely of any any tree of and fruit of the garden but he said of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it for in the day you do you shall die hmm. and this this concept of evil simply uh being inclined in the heart of man is is a is a profound one because it seems as though we had a choice mm-hmm. we had a choice either to follow the law of god the, there was one law <laughs> one law it, the law was to to not eat to not eat of this tree and the question was whether are we were we going to grow in the likeness of god by uh, following his commandment or Are we going to follow our own way? This is sort of the seed of moral evil. So a choice. Okay,
4: so it's a choice that we're making. Um, In no uh, scriptural context, though, is it uh, prescribed that we would look at someone who disagrees with us about any issue as being evil? I mean— Tom, I, I would say that the, the 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 diagnosis is more that the evil is in us. It's in all of us. It's not. A- it's not out there in that other person or that other party or that other group.
15: Well, I, I would say that humanity itself has uh, evil inclinations. Yes. Yes. You know, the heart of man is is inclined toward evil. The Scripture says. But when we look at others, and this is, you know, this is why there's no easy answer to this. When we look at others, we have the summation of the whole law given by Christ. And he says, you shall do these two things, you know, love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. And so he says, this this sums up all the law and the prophets. So when we look at someone else, when we look at someone else, just like Christ, because it goes to what I was saying before, that the, the purpose of our life is to grow, to become like him, right? To reflect his glory, to to reflect the grace that is given to us in Christ. When we look at someone else, um our first inclination should not be, this person is evil, but to be able through discernment to, to understand what someone is saying and to be able to judge what they're saying. But this does not, Kathy, mean that there is not evil. In other words, we don't enter every encounter thinking that it's all roses. We enter every encounter Knowing or discerning the difference between evil and good. But the problem with social media, because I think this is really where all of this is coming from, right? We've trivialized evil. Trump is evil. Biden is evil, right? Um, we, we, have, we have made evil, we've set the bar for evil so low mm. that it has mm. become simply something we disagree with, right. Rather than truly something that leads to death. Ultimately, what evil is, what evil is, is something that leads to death, which is sin, which is untruth, which leads to death. And that ultimately becomes the last enemy which Christ destroys. Hmm. Christ destroys evil by destroying death. So when we trivialize evil by saying, oh, you know, this politician is evil. That is evil. That's not evil. Yeah. There is a moral evil, which we know is, you know, destruction leading people to sin. There is a natural evil: the the uh, the destruction of the planet, the destruction of and chaos of of everything that is natural. That's a natural uh, evil. Uh, the Saint Paul talks about the the creation groaning in travail, right? But to 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 your original point, we should never trivialize these things. Mm-hmm. We have we have we have used the term evil where it doesn't belong. Evil is sin. Evil is not simply something that we disagree with.
3: Right. Okay. So, but then Tom, uh, you know, I'm sure we should say that, uh, father Tom stroke is with us. St. Nicholas Orthodox church in McKee's rocks, but because all of us are sinners, all of us have threads of evil uh, at our disposal.
15: We have, this is, this is difficult. We don't have as a natural, um, uh, part of us. We don't have evil in us that is what was created by God. We have been infected by the world. We have been enticed by the world. And so this free choice that we're given, this um, this free will that we're given, inclines toward evil, inclines toward death. And so these these choices that we make, Uh, It doesn't mean that we have um, uh, somehow that we are naturally evil, but we do incline toward evil. Uh, We have death working in us because of original sin, because of uh, our passions, but we have the ability in Christ to overcome those passions, to overcome sin even to overcome death through being regenerated by Christ. So St. Paul talks about this mystery, right? He says, I don't do what I want to do, and I do what I don't want to do, right? right. Uh, but uh, he says, thank, you know, thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, right? He's able to overcome these things. So there, there is always hope about evil Uh, that is working in us, but where I would, and this is, it requires a kind of, um, requires a kind of accurate wording, and that is to say that we, yes, we are born into a world of sin, yes, we are born inclining into sin, but in a sense, we are, and I think this is where there's a little bit of a difference between the East and the West, children, for instance, they are they are born innocent. This is why the Lord Jesus Christ uses this example of he says, you must become like children, right uh, He takes the children up on his lap and he says, in, in order to be a member of the king- kingdom of God, you must become like children. That is you must be innocent, you must see the world through innocent eyes. but just like Adam and Eve, as soon as you're born into the world and you have a choice, for whatever reason, we incline, our hearts incline toward evil until we are regenerated in Christ.
4: Father Tom Soroka with us, St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKee's Rocks. Okay, Tom, so if, um, if this can help us in any way online, what would that
15: look like? You know, I was just having a conversation with our mutual friend, Dr. Edith Humphrey from Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. And I I was saying that, you know, a lot of people are talking about how they feel angry and so forth. Mm -hmm. And I I do think that there are certain things that inflame our passions. And I absolutely, and I I am as guilty as anyone, uh, social media has inflamed our passions. There is something about the nature of social media that Allows this very quick response, right? So we have Twitter that you say, you know, 140 characters, sort of get out your opinion, and so you have to make your opinion very sharp and very concise. And this is not a natural way of discussing. This is not a natural way of conversing. Social media has has um, has sort of um, uh, concentrated our feelings and has made it come to the front. Uh, and of course, there's the, the utter uh, inability of text to be able to show the nuances of the face, uh, of expressions. You know, the, it, it's just not a good communicator. I believe, I'm going to make a, a prediction right here, good. that within five years, we, we are already at the tipping point of social media. We will always have social media. But I think people are recognizing the dangers inherent in social media. Yes, there's good. There's very good things. But the danger of social media is that it has given us a false sense of the other person. Mm. The other person is a natural enemy to us. They should not be that way. We should not be so contentious. Social media has has engendered in this. You were talking, Kathy, in the top four at four about this woman at Facebook. She sees it too, although maybe politically we don't entirely agree with how she's going about this. She wants to tramp down on it. I think we should step away from social media. We should fast from social media and use it in an appropriate way, not simply
5: to be contentious. That's That's good.
4: good. Thanks, Tom.
3: Yeah, Tom, that's a really good word. Thanks for guiding us through uh, evil. Uh, (laughs) Well, he didn't really guide us through evil. Well... (laughs) (laughs)
4: That doesn't sound right at all.
5: (laughs) You know what I'm saying, Tom? Yeah, no, he's he's a priest. He's not going to do that. Uh,
4: St. Nicholas Orthodox Church in McKees (laughs) Rocks. Take care,
15: guys. You you take take care. care,
3: We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're uh, just getting underway here with the four o'clock hour. We got much more ahead. Uh, The Columbus statue in Highland Park.
9: It's still still there. It's Still
3: there. What's going on there? We'll talk about that next.
9: Should I refinance or should I just ignore all these annoying commercials? Here's Uncle Ryan. I think of one friend in particular, he refinanced maybe three or four years ago. He got a very good interest rate at the time. And he's like, should I do it again? I don't want to be bothered with the hassle. And I looked into it. He originally three or four years ago did a 30-year loan. And with rates coming down over the last couple of years, we actually ended up putting him into a 20-year term. He cut about six or seven years off his mortgage and his payments stayed identical. Over the long haul, he's saving tens of thousands of dollars, and is it worth it? The answer is every single situation is different, so it's definitely worth it to look into, even if you have refinanced recently. Not only that, it might only take you personally an hour or two worth of work throughout the entire process, and we handle everything else.
5: We
10: are United United Faith Mortgage.
4: Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melbourne, New York. MLS number 1330, Department of
2: Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672.
10: Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue. nala has got some skin issues. He gets really going and scratching. Excessive shedding, a lot of just scratching and itching.
7: Jiggy, scratching and itching and biting. On top of that, he was starting to get black buildup in his ears.
10: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
7: I just heard the Dynovite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And I ordered it and tried it, and it worked.
10: We started Dynavite and in our first stock, we noticed a difference, especially with the shed.
7: Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog.
10: We've got four dogs, all different ages, all different sizes, and they've all just responded really well to the Dynovite, and they all love it. We will be using Dynavite for life.
9: You won't believe how happy your dog will be.
10: We order our Dynavite from Dynavite.com.
0: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, Stop the aggressive collection act. And stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. And nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is a rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results. Having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients, get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800 965
3: 1433 800 965 1433 800 965
0: 1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
3: A year after the Italian sons and daughters of America sued the city of Pittsburgh over its proposed removal of a statue of Christopher Columbus at Shenley Park, the case remains in limbo. And uh, there's a photograph. So this is how we've solved it. Right. There's a photograph of the uh, statue. It's 13 feet off the ground. Yeah. And it's wrapped. It looks like a crystal. It looks
4: ridiculous.
3: Yeah, it does look ridiculous. Okay.
4: Do you remember the uh, story about um, who sang? uh, Kate Smith.
3: Oh yeah, God bless America.
4: Remember the Kate Smith statue, Mm -hmm. which is outside. I want to say Eagles Stadium. It's in Philadelphia, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and they couldn't figure out what to do without that, so they just put a sheet over Right. I wonder if but, that sheet's still there. I don't know, but I wonder if Kate and Christopher have suffered the same fate.
3: All right. So Pittsburgh ordered that the Columbus statue be wrapped up early on the morning of October 11th of 2020 to protect it from being defaced as part of a nationwide movement last year to remove the statue that connected uh, systematic racism. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. The Columbus statue was targeted, according to a petition, within the su- summer and the weeks that followed the Peduto administration and the Arts Commission recommended the statue, which was unveiled in 1958, sits at the corner of Few Street Extension and Shenley Park, be removed. However, the Italian sons and daughters said, mm-hmm. not so fast. They filed a lawsuit, uh, saying that the statue violated a 1955 ordinance by the city council that gave the Sons and uh, Sons of Columbus of America and its successor organization, quote, the right to erect and construct a memorial of granite and bronze of Christopher Columbus at such place in Shenley Park. So the mayor is not going to comment on this. Right. People are saying the mayor has been because there's cause cowardly. There's, there's
4: nothing it. you can say. And that includes the two of us. There's nothing you can say about this that is not going to make people mad.
3: So it's so we're wrapped go, so up we're going in legal to, wrangling right And
4: now. it's wrapped up physically in, like, plastic wrangling. Right. And that pretty much describes how we solve things.
3: I would imagine this will go on for years. It, it might never be resolved. We might. We because might, what, who's going to spend the money? I mean, I'm sure this is pro bono by lawyers who represent the Italian sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And then the city's legal department... The two of them are just going to, what, file one brief after After another, another. back and And forth, back and forth. And meanwhile, the statue sits up there like a Cristo art. It's something. Right?
4: I think I want to look into Kate Smith and see what's happening to her in Philadelphia. God bless America.
3: She's wrapped up in a sheet somewhere.
4: I think she didn't even have a sheet. I think she just had like... A tarp.
3: Well, there's a, another statue. I, it's in Philadelphia. They put a carb, they put a, a a box, a plywood box was erected over the statue in Philadelphia. We're of just, Christopher we're, we're
4: just so incapable of making, like, convening, discussing something, and coming up with a way to go. Because that, someone's evil. Because cause the evil's out there. It's in you. Mm-hmm. Not in me. It's in you. Yep. <laughs> it's and not, I'm, is it me? I don't know. It's like. You're wearing a green shirt. I'm wearing a green dress. I'm wearing plaid. I don't know what's going on. It's kind of evil.
6: We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
8: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Drug maker Merck is asking U.S. regulators to authorize its promising antiviral pill against COVID-19. The request sets the stage for a decision within weeks. If cleared by the Food and Drug Administration, it would be the first pill shown to treat COVID-19. It would add a new, easy-to-use weapon to the world's arsenal against the pandemic. Correspondent Jeremy House. The FDA will scrutinize company data on the drug's safety and effectiveness before rendering a decision. All COVID-19 drugs now authorized by the FDA require an IV or injection. Southwest Airlines continues to cancel flights following a weekend of major service disruption. At least 360 flights canceled today, more than 600 others delayed. Air traffic control issues and bad weather blame for the operational challenges that resulted in some 1,900 canceled flights on Saturday
1: and Sunday. This is SRN News. As the challenges of the pandemic continue, families living in poverty are facing fears. They're afraid of hunger. They're afraid of eviction. But they're not afraid of hard work. When even two jobs aren't enough, they find a way to keep going for their families. But when you give to the Salvation Army Western PA Division, you help their hopes outpace their fears. Your donation to the Salvation Army Western PA Division's Red Kettle Campaign helps local, hard-working families fend off homelessness. And remember, there are so many ways to give this year. Visit SalvationArmyWPA.org HopeMarchesOn and donate online. Donate digitally with Apple Pay or Google Pay at a physical Red Kettle. Ask Amazon Alexa to donate by saying, Alexa, donate to the Salvation Army. Give any amount by text kettles to 51555 or give spare change in cash at a physical red kettle at your local retailer keep hope marching on for families in your neighborhood give today at salvationarmywpa.org/ hope marches on all donations remain in the local community.
11: With today's technology anyone can take a video but getting it ready for prime time that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle here at Salem video we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770.
1: To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching and elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Maureen saved big shopping epic daily deals at Amazon. So now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier, And with her brand new tableware, everyone's welcome at Maureen's table. All of her family, friends, even her neighbor with the pet. Hey, has anyone seen a ferret around here? Found it. Dig into Amazon's epic daily deals. Spend less, smile more. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com.
16: Tonight will be partly cloudy and mild with a low of 59. Then a warm day tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. Unseasonable warmth continues tomorrow with a high of 77. Then Wednesday will be sunny to partly cloudy and warm. High on Wednesday, 75. Partly cloudy and warm Thursday, high 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts,
3: John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Greetings. We are still celebrating Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day here in the studio. Or
4: Indigenous People Day slash Columbus Day. Yeah, that's fine. The order's not really important. Well, I think for some people it might be. All right,
3: well. Okay, that's fine. Now listen, uh, can your career help change the world? You ever think about... You think, what...
4: That sounds like up with people. No,
3: no, no. This is a, this is a okay. legit All movement. Right. Okay. It really is, okay? Okay. I mean, everybody wants to feel like, you know, you're going to work and you think, I hope what I'm doing in my work... Yeah,
4: of course. Listen, if we didn't think that, if we didn't want to to contribute to what we think is a positive society, we wouldn't be doing this. Right.
3: I mean, yeah. everybody, right? could
4: have. We could have... We, we gotten jobs that paid a lot more money or been in different
17: fields
3: you saying you and i <laughs>
4: well, you're the only other person in the room christy i'm, I'm christy including too. you in that yeah. actually it's three of us
3: i mean for the flourishing of the greater good yeah. to the kingdom of god yeah. right okay however um, you know, just like, you know, everybody else, whether you're working, you know, at Walmart or you're working at UPMC or whatnot, you kind of think, like I'm doing something. I'm raising my family or, you know, I'm helping this organization. I'm being
4: kind to the people that come into my store.
3: Right. Okay. So there is a movement called effective altruism, which relies on science and data to determine how individuals can use their time, money and skill to do the most good. Okay. This is an actual organization. Okay. Uh, much of Effective Altruism's early focus was, on, was in encouraging people to pursue lucrative careers to have money to give and demonstrate which causes went the furthest to improve human okay. lives. So, so, you know, like hedge funds managers, like the Uber, those guys, you know, uh, they gave money to help parasites, you know, uh, be eradicated in sub-Sahara Africa, Right. Now, there's also another organization that's called – it's a nonprofit called 80,000 Hours. The movement has since expanded into helping people design do-good careers – tailored to their talent and their skills. Okay, I like that. I'm reading from an article in uh, today's Wall Street Journal. Can your career help change the world? You have 80,000 hours to try. All right,
4: so let let me say, though, the first thing that you said about the the move to encourage people to have lucrative careers and then give a ton of money to things that matter. Okay, so first off, I have no problem with people having lucrative careers. And if it wasn't for somebody like Bono, and the partnership with Bill Gates, then a lot of the antiviral work that's been done in sub-Saharan Africa would never have happened. So you need people of incredible wealth to do that. Sure. However, I don't think that's a good impetus to go into the field. If you end up in a field where you're earning a ton of cash and you can make a gigantic impact like that, that's awesome. But when you're 18 picking your career- or figuring out what you're going to study in school so that I can make that, I think that's a bad idea.
3: Yeah, well, they're, they're talking about young people, right, in grad school Don't and you whatnot. think that's a bad idea? I do. Here's what they say. 80,000 Hours advises people to aim for the highest impact job that addresses the social problem of their choice. Right. High impact work often means a high status position by EA's logic, working at a startup, developing large scale solutions for climate change, for instance, would usually be more effective than becoming a social worker. Well, Seth, I now, totally that's I disagree. disagree with that. Yeah.
4: I totally disagree with that. Yeah. Because So they're saying that uh, a high-status position is what you should be going for. Right. Well, that we know that's antithetical to the gospel. <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: exactly. We know that. Well, we know
4: that. Jesus said the man who's going to lose his life is the one who's going to find it.
3: Again, consider the source. This article was written in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, right. So this is for, uh, you know yeah, yeah. a journal that's written people to have cash. I love the Wall Street Journal. I'm not cash trying to pick and... on
4: it, but that, that, that idea is bunk. Right.
3: Some critics of the EA approach say it overly emphasizes fields out of the scope of many workers. Like such as AI. Right. And okay. gives short shrift professions like teaching or healthcare. Right. Right. Okay, okay. So that's good. However,
4: because the the teachers and the healthcare workers are impacting eye to eye, face to face, person to person.
3: Yes. And clearly those people have huge impact, right? Right. And on they a, on uh, a smaller yes, scale. And
4: they don't have a job that is considered quote unquote high status. Right.
3: Have there been, let me just sort of switch it a little bit, have there been jobs that you yourself have possessed where you think, I am making zero impact for anyone, let alone from my very own being?
4: I don't know if I had a job like that. I feel pretty lucky.
3: You sorted human organs.
4: But that was, I mean, I yes, I okay, in a medical facility. People are wondering what is he talking about, Mrs. Frank. It was at a, it was at the uh, Pitt School of Medicine. Yeah, but that was for a good reason.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, you need to physicians need to be trained in disease process, and so that's how you do it.
3: Okay, so you're part of the you were part yeah, of yeah. So I there.
4: I don't think I've seriously ever had a job that I felt like was completely worthless. Void. Did do you? Well, no, I can.
3: Find, I was talking Christmas tree. I yeah, mean, but that you was loved a lot of fun. that job. I was a lot of fun, and that I made a lot of people happy. Yeah. yeah what yeah. about you selling wallets at Kaufman's?
4: Um, I didn't sell wallets because that would have been dumb. No, I'm kidding. That was a joke. It's just a little joke. We people who work in men's furnishings. Oh. Um, I, I
3: I don't get the humor, but no, I know <laughs> the
4: people who worked in shirts and ties. We're on one side of the aisle. I see. People who worked in belts and wallets were at the other. We were always talking trash on the other rival. side, which is ridiculous. We, yeah. were, we were kidding. It was not serious. It's a different era. I, but here's the thing. I, so I was selling men's shirts and ties. I still like the interpersonal and of aspect course. of it. I thought I was, at least I hope I was providing a good service for people. No, no. I, I, I didn't no. think it was worthless.
3: I, so I think it goes back to how you view your job, right?
4: Or maybe how you view you in your in job.
3: Like, like you say, someone was working like, okay, but on Thursday nights, I I set out the trash, trash guys and recycle guys. Two different two different trucks come by. Right. Those guys who pick up the trash, they're doing this huge service. Everyone's happy to. I mean, anytime we've ever suffered through you ever suffered through a garbage man strike. I lived in New York City when there was a garbage Mm. strike.
4: But that must have been a horror show.
3: Oh, my gosh you would not believe the mountains of trash that was were filling up like within a matter of days so uh, you wonder about those guys and you think they got to feel good about their job as difficult as it is as what a stinky hard messy job that is it's like Mike Rowe, Well, you right? hope
4: you hope they dirty jobs you hope they feel good about it they have the to. whole idea of dirty jobs though is helping people to value those types of jobs
3: because there has to be an order, a symmetry to society. Exactly. Otherwise, it's and all chaos. plus,
4: nobody knows. Like, so we know Christy's job because she works here in the right home. Yeah. But we don't really know her job.
3: If I was had Christy's job, I'd I'd lose my cry. mind. I would I'd cry, cry also,
4: and we wouldn't be on the I air. Can move I move my mouse and just exactly. in there weeping. Right, so you can appreciate people, but oftentimes you don't appreciate how difficult their no, job is. No. I think that's the case with ninety nine and a half percent of the people you're going to meet. The well, only I mean, the only people whose job you really understand is a job that you had. I
3: mean, you know, you show up here at four o'clock and sit down and talk. That's yeah, about it. Always,
4: that's not true. By <laughs> right, the way. That's, that's what that's, they feel. That's not true. I mean,
3: that's all you got.
4: That's what I. Probably the number one thing people say is, yeah. well, that that's an easy job. You just have to well, – you, right. you work like two hours a day. Yeah. Think How smart do you think we are that we're able to talk about all these issues with having no preparation?
3: Okay. So then uh, let's go back then. The value of the job is how you view yourself in, in the job.
4: And how you view the other people that you're mm-hmm. serving or working with in the job.
3: But I think few of us think, especially, you know, uh, like like my dad. My dad worked. Three, he worked three jobs. But my dad working at the Union Switch and Signal. I don't think he went to work thinking, "I am helping the flourishing of society." I don't think he did. Right? He no. was just humping it.
4: He was. He was trying to make enough money to feed all you crazy For us seven kids.
3: I mean, mm-hmm. so his goal was immediate in front of him. Other people have the advantage.
4: Well, people who are of a higher income level have a luxury of being able to look at their life and decide whether they want to work or not, or decide where they want to work, decide what kind of impact or not they want to make.
3: The flourishing for the common good. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back.
4: I'm excited to have our next guest on.
3: Ray Ortland is with us. He's got a brand new workout called The Death of Porn, Men of Integrity Building a World of Nobility. That's next on the Rye Home 101.5
6: WORD.
3: I'm Alan Jackson, and I have the privilege of joining you each day to open the Word of God and ask for His input. I'm convinced the challenges we face in today's world
2: are more spiritual than they are political or economic. Exploring God's Word together is refreshing. It equips us for everything that comes our way. Join me and let's see what God has in store for us today.
1: A fresh look at scripture, weekday mornings at 9:30, Allen Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Mike Lindell, the inventor and
3: CEO of My Pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all My Pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on My Pillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800 391 0954. Use promo code WORD.
5: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com
4: This is Kathy Ammons for Bible League International. The Gospel is changing hearts in regions of the world like Asia, Africa, Latin America, and the Middle East. But many countries in these areas have very few Christian bookstores. Big box stores or online retailers to drop Bibles into their villages so it's nearly impossible to find what is so elementary to walking with Christ. And that's God's Word. That's why Word FM and Bible League International have partnered to send Bibles to 5,000 waiting Christians. $5 sends one Bible, $35 sends seven, and $100 sends Bibles to 20 Christians. And every gift will be matched regardless of size. Help us to bless 5,000 Bible-less believers through our shared campaign. The world needs the word, Bibles for the Nations. Make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-937-9673, 800-YES-WORD or give at Word I've
1: seen people being changed by reading the scripture. Giving a Bible to somebody is the greatest gift you can give somebody in life. Pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton and Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 1030 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com pastors.
4: Porn. To on society.
3: Porn has become... And on, as, the, on the person. Yes.
4: I don't want to aggregate it too much and make it seem like, well, it's just bad for, you know, the country. You know, it's, ba- it's bad for us.
3: For the soul. It's become as ubiquitous as what? Running water as water fountains. It's everywhere. You can't escape it. You grieve for this world, for our yes. children, for all of society, because we have been hemmed in in every conceivable way by pornography. I mean, you hear the word food porn as though it's just like a discussion point. I hate that. You can, me Do too. you hate that? Yeah. Anything that you know, has that Ray Ortland is with us. He's got a brand new book that is slim but filled Mm -hmm. with great insight and wisdom. It is called The Death of Porn, Men of Integrity Building a Word of Nobility. And, Ray, welcome to the show. We're so excited that you're with us.
7: Oh, it's a privilege to be with you both. Thank you.
4: Ray, uh, let me just parenthetically say that we love your uh, son, Gavin, who's been a friend of ours for years. (laughs) And um and I also really like your other two sons only because we follow them on Twitter, not because we've ever had them on the show.
3: Good job, right.
7: So
4: good job, you dad.
7: <laughs> it's all God's grace. No, I'm not kidding. <laughs>
4: Okay, well, Okay. Well. speaking of God's grace, Ray, you wrote with so much kindness and compassion in this book. John and I have read a lot of books about porn, right? I mean, we've we've talked about the subject a lot. There's a lot of good—but this is a really unique take on it, and um, it's gentle, I think, is the
7: best way I can it say is, it. It is, but,
3: Ray, you know, you say this in the book, that writing this book messed with
7: you. Tell us about that. Well, uh, thank you for— bringing that gentleness out. I mean, I really wanted that to come through because I, I believe no one is helped by being shamed and scolded and yelled at. Mm -hmm. Um, The only way we're really helped. And the only way we really change is when we we know we're included, we're encouraged and um, built up and dignified. So I believe that deeply. Um, I mean, Page one of the Bible, for crying out loud, God created us in his image. There's no more grandeur for us than that. So that is God's first word to us, how much we matter. And I just wanted that to come through um, really clear on the book. Fabulous. It did. So,
3: Ray, as you write about this, as you think about pornography, I mean— you know there was a day you're like you 're like this as well, right you know, you had to work to find pornography. I mean Hugh Hefner right. essentially changed America and then by extension the world right where a young man had to you know go and you know squirrel his way away somehow to find these images now, little boys uh, you know as first graders are on computers and they 're clicking a button and they 're seeing things that will never be wiped away from their minds. So, yep. you know, you write about this. And, of course, you know, like I said, you wrote in the pages of this book that it messed with you writing about it. So it's a deep dive into something that's very dark.
7: Yeah, it really did mess with me. And chapter two, especially, She is Royalty. Yeah. That's the title of the chapter. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was eye-opening to me to realize, both from Scripture and from some very, <clears throat> very vulnerable, candid transparent conversations um, with some women that um, I saw the grandeur of every woman with new eyes when I did the study and the research and the background for writing that chapter. And I I think I came away I was helped. I came away from a a better man. And uh, I, I interact with so many of these just magnificent young guys in their 20s and 30s. And they have no idea uh, their true dignity and purpose as God has given it. Mm. Um, they, they don't see women with the eyes of God. But what if these guys dare to believe just page one of the Bible yeah. and see themselves as image bearers of God and see every woman as an image bearer of God I think if enough guys uh, discover that, it'll be the death of porn and it'll be the birth of revival.
4: Mm. Well,. Yeah, wouldn't that be fabulous? I have to say um, that reading that chapter myself, Ray, was um, very moving. And and for, for you know mm. people who are listening to the program, they haven't seen the book, they haven't read the book yet. Let me just say that there are um, different chapters in the book where Ray's talking to different people. And the chapter that we're referring to now is the one where he's talking about women. And he's talking to a man about what who these women are, who are caught in the porn industry, who these women are, who um, have not entered it willingly? Have not grown up thinking, boy, that's what I really would like to do, right. but end up in it because they don't have any other alternative or they're trapped in some way or they're trafficked in some way. But again, there are a lot of books out there that can explain what sex trafficking is. There are a lot of books that talk about the inf- impact of pornography on the mind and how it changes behavior and um, sexual responsiveness and all those sorts of things. But this book is different because what, Ray, what you're doing is you're trying to just talk to a person and say, listen, listen. All that stuff is important. All those data points are important. But really what it comes down to is what you watch. If you're watching that, you're contributing to the degrading of a woman who Jesus loves.
7: Yeah, and she's actually out there somewhere. Uh, and the people who are caught in the porn industry are precious to the heart of God. Um, I, I wrote this book, actually, not not for a whole bunch of guys. I, I formed a composite picture in my mind, a profile from all these wonderful young guys in their twenties and thirties that I know. And I, 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 called, I gave this guy a name and I wrote the book for him. This one guy, it's a conversation with one guy. His name is Jake. Cause I think that's a cool name. And uh, John and Kathy, if you met Jake, you, you just love him. He's a great guy. He's in his, maybe in his you know, early thirties. He's married, got a couple of young kids working really hard. He's on an upward career trajectory. And uh, he does have you know, he, he does have this uh, sidebar in his life. Uh, he looks at porn uh, every now and then. It's, he's not proud of it, but he's not really troubled by it. And he even goes to church now and then. Jake does not see where that path is taking him. He's on a path where 10 years from now, his wife might have no feelings for him at all. 20 years from now, his kids might have no respect for him at all 30 years from now jake might not himself might not even believe in god but he can get off that path he can turn dare to believe i I want to astonish jake with his actual greatness and god's purpose for him he can dare to believe what the Bible says about him and every woman start down a new path. And 10 years from now, he and his wife are going to be crazy happy and love together. And 20 years from now, he's going to have this rockin' family that is so much fun with his kids and kids-in-law. And 30 years from now, he's going to have a profound walk with God. Fabulous. And I want that to happen mm. thousands and thousands of times over all across the country. Right.
3: So then Ray, you're essentially saying that as we, as you watch pornography, we are essentially undermining ourselves here in the present and, of course,
1: in the future.
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, pornography isn't about sexuality. That's just the, the uh, outward appearance. Porn is evangelism. Porn is recruitment. Porn comes out of a complete worldview and brings with it to us a complete worldview. It is out of to destroy everything we believe in and everything we really desire and establish way down deep inside us a degrading perception of ourselves and others. And there then there's no depth we won't go to.
4: Ray Ortland is with us. The book is called The Death of Porn, Men of Integrity Building a World of Nobility. Hey, Ray, I have to bring up something. It's the very beginning of the book. Um, in the introduction, you include a letter that John Wesley wrote Um to a young William Wilberforce now for those people who know their history they know William Wilberforce led the charge against slavery in Britain until it was outlawed and of course that led to the um, outlaw of slavery here in America but this is a letter I've never heard I've never heard of it I've certainly never never read it before um, and I'm not going to read it now because it's a little long but I will say it it changed my perspective on, on a fight for anything um, because John Wesley basically says I hope you're ready Ready for this, William. I hope you're ready for what this fight's gonna be like, because it's gonna take everything you have, and if God's not on your side, you're gonna fail. However, if God is on your side, then as terrible as it is, you're gonna keep going.
7: And we will win. Because the risen Jesus it has all authority in heaven and on earth. Everything is going his way, and nobody's gonna wipe the smile off his face. So he is sprinting through the world today, saving people left and right, and having a blast doing so. And what I long for is to see all these magnificent young men rising up with with sparkle in their eye and and a spring in their step and a steel in their spine to go change the world. It'll happen. Um, I mean, we look back on pre-Civil War America. I live in the South. Where I live in pre-Civil War America, slavery was legal. It's a horrible thing to consider, but it was. And we look back on those times, and we look at the Christians of those times, and we see basically three profiles of Christians. Some Christians were slaveholders. They were involved in the trade. Other Christians were passive observers. I guess they just shrugged their shoulders and said, well, you know, it's just the way things are. It's unfortunate, but what can you do? And still a third group of Christians were active liberators. Well... Who are we today? Where are we going to take our stand? The issues have not changed. And now it's our turn to be active liberators by his grace for, for his glory, not because we're any better than anybody else. I'm not here to say, uh, John and Kathy, you know, porn is somebody else's problem. I'm saying porn is all of our problems. And let's all own this together and take our stand together and encourage and strengthen and pray for each other and make this world a better place.
4: And act, do- an act as liberators, you're saying, right, instead of shamers.
7: Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yes, that's a good way to say it. Um, moralistic nags who point their finger at other people and uh, scold them and diminish them. I mean, I have no time for that. Right. Um, you know, we've all been treated that way. And we know how, how deeply wrong that is. And it doesn't help. It doesn't
4: help. It doesn't work.
7: It doesn't work. Yeah.
3: Ray, the death of porn. People are listening right now and they're thinking, okay, that, that's all fine and good. But, you know, uh, I hear about sex addicts uh, in Hollywood or I myself am addicted to pornography. Give me some help. This is not necessarily what you would call a traditional self-help book. But clearly, Ray, you're writing this with great wisdom and compassion. Yeah, from your heart. There is help here. So for that guy who's out there, that young woman who's out there, who's ever out there, who is into porn, what's the
7: encouragement? Oh, gosh. Thank you, John. I, what I would say to that listener right now is thank you for still listening. Thank you for not turning, changing the channel. And we are in this together. And here's my recommendation. We don't conquer any sin by raw willpower. We confess our sins to death. So my recommendation is, after this conversation is over, call your best friend, somebody you trust, somebody you respect, and say, look, uh, could we get together this week for coffee? Uh, I've got some things I need to get off my chest. Something's not working in my life, and I'm tired of it, but I need help. And I need to I need to pour this out. I need to put it right out on the table, and and I need you to pray for me. The Bible says, James five sixteen Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So, um, if if we're going to remain hidden and in isolation, nothing will change. If we will come out of the shadows of avoidance and anonymity, and just come out and share the, the embarrassing truth with a trustworthy friend and pray together, the needle will move. You will start getting free. I mean, I'm living proof of this. So, and it's right there in the scripture. It's, it's, and this is like entry-level getting traction. I mean, who, who can't contest him? We've all got stuff we can talk about, right? Yes. So you don't have to be a super saint uh, for this to work. You actually have to be a sinner with something to confess. And that's all of us. It can work. I'm into that. Ray, thanks an awful lot. Our time was far too short.
4: Thank you so much for being here.
7: Oh, my privilege. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And God bless you. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Ray Ortland. The Death of Porn,
3: Men of Integrity, Building a Word of Nobility.
4: We're going to find Dane and Eric Ortland too. It's
3: a fabulous work. It really is. Someone you know, yourself, someone you love. Find this book.
4: It's so worthwhile.
3: Everywhere you are, they are too. Advertising that wants you to refinance, get a mortgage, or cash out refinance. I mean, you've heard it here on Word FM. No doubt you've heard the advertising for United Faith Mortgage right here. A good family with great rates. An easy process to go through. All that and more. But maybe to you it's just more background noise or just something else you want to get away from. That is, until you need a mortgage or are thinking about refinancing, honestly. What sets United Faith Mortgage apart from all that static is their faith, the daily struggle, because you're trying to live it too. If you're thinking or ready to buy, call United Faith Mortgage first. You'll be happy with the conversation, the service, the work ethic, and ultimately the great rates. Refi too. Call United Faith Mortgage with a direct lender advantage. Faith and family, and they don't hide it. United Faith Mortgage,
4: United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York, MLS number 1330, Department of Banking, Mortgage Lender License number 22672. At Grove City College, dare I say things are back to normal? I mean, that's probably not accurate because nothing is back to normal. But just over the weekend, I was talking to some students who were on campus at Grove City and they were saying, wow, like this fall has been fun for them because there were all of these activities that have been happening that they weren't able to do last year because of COVID, right? And like. This weekend was the first football game. So the whole student body was there for a whiteout. There are all sorts of activity fairs and stuff going on with different arts groups and fraternities, sorority, whatever it is. People are living like the fun things about college. Now, the terrific thing about Grove City is last year when COVID was at its peak there were still classes going on and there were still in-person classes going on. So the relationships that students were able to have with professors, I mean, it was different because of masking and all of that, but it still happened. And that's really wonderful thing. Um... But a lot of the social things didn't happen. And that is kind of coming around again this year in spite of the continuing threat from COVID. And I really think that's because of the commitment of the leaders and the administration at the campus wanting to do the very best they can for the kids that are there. If you've got a kid, you're interested in a university setting that is of high integrity. Look at Grove City College, GCC. 101.5
6: 101.5
4: W O R D F M
6: Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey.
1: Help DEA keep our community safe and healthy by participating in National Prescription Drug Take Back Day, Saturday, October 23rd. Take action right in your own home by cleaning out your family medicine cabinet of unused and expired prescription drugs. Keep them safe, clean them out, take them back. To find a collection site near you, visit DEATakeback.com. Do your part to lower overdose deaths and prevent prescription drug misuse before it starts. That's DEATakeback.com.
16: Tonight will be partly cloudy and mild with a low of 59. Then a warm day tomorrow with a mix of clouds and sunshine. Unseasonable warmth continues tomorrow with a high of 77. Then Wednesday will be sunny to partly cloudy and warm. High on Wednesday, 75. Partly cloudy and warm Thursday, high 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Holly Holdren.
3: Church yesterday, mm-hmm. happy to be there, sit with the saints, mm-hmm. struggle through it all, mm-hmm. love it, the music, the preaching, the teaching, the community, all those relationships, but still, people are missing. Yeah, there is. You know, I look around and go, hey, I, whatever happened to those guys? Where you know, sure, a lot Any of number. people aren't
4: going to church. A lot of people who believe in. I mean, there are a lot of people who aren't going to church overall. Numbers data shows us, so you,
3: you but there are
4: a lot of people who believe in Jesus right now, post COVID, who aren't going to church. Right.
3: So if you know, or
4: maybe even pre COVID, you think it was just? It probably wasn't now, just COVID.
3: I think COVID's really done a job on a lot of people, right? I really, it's really do. And so I, you kind of wonder, if, you know, if people are, you know, are Jesus followers, why aren't you going? Yeah. You know, why don't you attend church if you're a Jesus follower? What's a, But we what's don't say
4: we don't say that to shame you. No, we say that because we're curious.
3: Because we miss you. More than anything, I think I, I look over and there, you know, I can count on you know two hands. People, I go, oh, what are they, what are they doing? You know, I've texted people and had phone conversations, but I I sure miss some people.
4: Mm-hmm. I'm curious from you know I've been on a church staff for a long time, and I'm always curious to know what causes people to go to church and what causes people to stay home. It's not no judgment here. I'm just kind of thinking, okay, so what is it about? You know, does something make you uncomfortable about church? Is there something that you know you wish you wish this happened, or you wish that didn't happen? I mean, for how long did you try to show up late so you could avoid the greeting time, John Hall? <laughs> Hate to out you here on fifty thousand watts, but that has to be said. I mean, look,
3: inherently, church, I think for a lot of us is uncomfortable.
4: I think it's uncomfortable. Probably a portion of it is uncomfortable for everybody, for everybody. Yeah. Some people really hate singing. Some people really hate Christian music. Some people don't are uncomfortable when the pastor asks for money.
3: Right. There are elements that will rankle anybody mess with you if you're so inclined. Right.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. This is a good. Well, let's go to the phones. Okay. Um, 800-320-8255. We've been doing this a lot lately. Yeah. If you you yourself would say, um, I, I follow Jesus, I'm a Christ follower, but you don't attend church, what does your ideal church look like?
4: Yeah. What would it be like? What would cause you to want to go to church? Or maybe you can just tell us why you don't go. 800-320-8255.
3: Again, I'm not. We're not into shaming anybody. I don't, or, we're not. Right? I don't even know who you believe are. Me, so don't look, worry about it. Cathal's me. I, you know, I'm showing up late. <laughs> I
4: didn't even think twice about it. You guys. Heck
3: no! Throw me under that bus, would you please? Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. We're curious if you call yourself a Jesus follower, but you don't attend church.
4: Yeah, why is that?
3: What's it look like, and why? You know, why aren't you going up?
4: Or what do you do? You, do you do something different? What's that about? All right,
3: we'll step away, but call us 800-320-8255. Uh, You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the right home here on 101.5 Word FM. That's W-O-R-D.
4: Streaming YouTube at the Word, Pittsburgh.
6: 101.5 W-O-R-D.
10: I won! I won!
1: And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe.
17: First, we decide where we want to go.
1: Why choose Omega Building Company to design and build your church's future? Because your congregation deserves an experienced local partner that values their relationship with you. A relationship founded upon Omega Building Company's proven reputation for ingenuity, transparency, agility, and trust. You'll appreciate being treated differently as Omega Building Company helps you conquer your challenges and realize your dreams. Through innovative design, open, above-board communication, and fast, nimble response from a company that takes building you up as seriously as they take completing your project. When you build with Omega, you may start as a client, but you'll end up as a friend. That's what happens when you're committed to doing the right thing. For design and build, develop assist, general contracting and construction management, Omega Building Company, thorough planning, thoughtful execution. Begin the journey at buildwithomega.com.
8: It's time to break out to breakthrough. The past year has been rocky for families across our nation, but your involvement makes a difference. Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast, featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th, at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40. Or channel five on Verizon and
5: Comcast.
3: We're talking about church. As wonderful it is, it's also uncomfortable as well. Very,
4: right? yeah. And, and a lot of people are, go, and a, and a lot of people don't. Right. And if you
3: if you used to go, and you don't go, we're just saying we miss you. But if you are a Jesus follower and you don't attend church, I guess why or. What's your ideal church look like so that weirdness wouldn't be there? Let's go to the phones, and thanks for calling. Hey, Linda, you're live on the air with Kath and myself. How you doing?
18: Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. We love you guys. Well, thank you. Thanks, um, well, well, one of the things about that is what COVID did was because we're allowed to work from home, uh, it's real easy to stay home in my PJs yeah. and work. And it, yeah. so it's the same thing with the church. It's trying to get dressed, trying to get there is... Is all new again, and right.
4: um, it's comfortable but uncomfortable not getting to church. Okay, first off, I'm sorry I called you Sue because I was confused as what, okay. what line. I'm sorry, Linda. Okay, so for you, <laughs> okay, so for you, it's a, it's more of like a schedule. It's like a harried schedule type of thing.
18: N- no, just just uh, having to take the time to get dressed and get washed up. And Convenience. Just, it. Yeah, yeah, I, okay. I mean, it, I think COVID's makes. It's made us kind of lazy that way.
3: Yeah, yeah. But what about, uh, uh, like, your friends at church that say, hey, Linda, come on, man. We miss you. I haven't seen your little head for a long time.
18: Yeah, I, I just sent a check. <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I you're mean, honest. I see them. I see
4: them once in a while, and um, but no, I go. I just don't go every Sunday like I
3: used to. Yeah, I get that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Listen, I believe there's a lot to be said okay, about sitting okay. on the couch. Linda,
4: Linda, could your church do anything different to change your mind? Uh,
18: No, I think it's just going to be routine. Okay. Uh, once I get in the routine again. Oh, I yeah. get it.
3: That's good. Okay. Oh. Thanks, Lynn. Appreciate thanks. the phone call. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for calling. Eight hundred three two. That was not Sue. No, it was not. No. Sorry. 800-320-8255. 800-320-8255. Uh, uh, what about church? Uh, have you stopped showing up?
4: Yeah, and if so, why?
3: Yeah. Um, let's go back to the phones and speak. Hi. Um, oh, that's Sue. Hey, Sue, how are you hey, doing? Hey,
4: Sue, it is Sue. Hey, hi,
10: hi. That's okay. Fine and Danny. Love your show. Thank uh, you. Guys, uh, I've been in church all my life. I'm in my 70s. I went to a very traditional church for many years. I moved on to a little easier church. And if you don't experience a spirit-filled church, why would you get out of it? Because the difference is undeniable. You want to be with people who are with you that have the spirit in them, the music spirited. the pastor speaking uh, technique uh, of today's. He's not preaching. He's teaching and speaking and, and letting you know why you're there and what's ahead. And, you know, I would never stay home and miss a spiritual church. Now, I'm not talking rolling around the royal aisles or anything. I'm just talking about when you walk in, the people make you feel welcome. They, uh, we, we know that we're all, you know, following the Lord. And the music gets going and, and there's a spirit. It, it just ties you. You don't want to leave. And it, that mm-hmm. it's a shame that people, would stay home. I I mean, you know, I, I like to get up. I took kids all to church all my life. I'm married, had kids. They don't really go to church, but they don't, they remember the traditional type thing and not ready to move on to something else. Um, It's just, you know, it's just personal decisions that we make but if you really get in there and you know that you've been to church and you feel uplifted more than just going in giving an offering yeah seeing people that you know that that's the difference for me okay i Thanks, appreciate Sue. that
3: i mean i feel that don't you feel that what's what's Sue saying it's a yeah. spirit field existence yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah, going yeah, yeah. i got it as weird as it can be sometimes but not, I love every, it so not much.
4: every part of the service is like that no no and, no yeah, i, I slog through some things yeah. right but you know
3: I confront myself in the midst of all that, 800 yeah. 8255 Let's go back and speak with George. Hey, George, you're live with Kathy and myself. How you doing?
14: Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. Hey, George. Uh, I'm a Catholic. I've been that way, you know, all my life. So I belong to the same parish for like 67 years. I'm yeah. 69 now. I haven't gone a lot recently since my mother and father died. It's been hard on me. And uh, Sorry, I'm an incomplete Quadriplegic, so I don't walk well. So, a lot of going there depends on weather conditions. Now, I'm also a member and actually on the board of a charismatic prayer group, but I haven't been going there because the COVID just kind of scares me yet, to be truthful.
4: Yeah, I get that. Okay, so. So, COVID's really made a difference for you, George, in getting there.
14: Yeah, I mean, I have both my shots, but I'm still. I seen on the news last week where 25% of the people in the hospital now are people that have had both shots. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
3: Yeah, so you're medically fragile, so you want to take care of business, right?
14: Yeah, and I can't risk giving my fiance anything because she has breathing medical conditions, so I've get that. i just stayed away from going to Ezekiel, too. That's my charismatic prayer group, yeah. Ezekiel 37. I've just stayed away from there.
5: So, George,
3: are you checking out, I mean, uh, on Sunday? Are you, like, going online and going to church, or were you, are you listening to the radio here at Word FM, or what are you doing?
14: I listen to the radio, you know, or try to just pray myself. I don't have a computer, okay. so I don't do the online thing.
5: Okay. All right, All right hey, George, George, thanks hey,
14: for your call. real quick before we go. Yeah. Hey, John, I heard you last week talking about the macaroni salad. Thumbs up. Thumbs oh, George. up, George.
3: Listen, I'll George. I've eaten more macaroni salad in the last two years I've had in my whole life. You so. made my day, George. George. Fabulous. George. You're my brother in macaroni. I dig it. Thanks a lot. I-
14: that's better than potato, but it, try potato warmed up a little bit. Potato salad—that's good too.
3: I like that. Thanks, George. Okay. That's a good tip. Okay. See you good. guys George
4: came down on the wrong side there. Eight
3: hundred three two zero eight two five five square in the bullseye. George, thank you. Let's go back to the phone to speak you're with just Ben. People now. Hey, Ben. Uh, thanks for being with hey. us here.
13: Hey, Ben. Hey, John. Kathy. Hey. Um, I just thought I was listening and, um, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in my early thirties and I've been, I've been going to church uh, almost my whole life. Okay. My grandma used to take me even when I was younger mm-hmm. and going to, went to Christian school for, from sixth grade till, you know, I graduated okay. and, um, uh, I, I haven't been going to church lately and I, I've been surrounding myself with more just online messages and, um, uh, Bible apps and things like that. But my, I, we were finding out that the church that we had gone to for like 20 years, that they were just, it didn't seem like they were making good financial decisions.
5: Mm -hmm. Okay. And,
13: and then, you know, with, uh, you know, tithing and everything, I understand the importance of that. And it was just, um, it kind of, it almost put a bad taste in my mouth, so to say, you know, and And that's somebody, somebody that's been going to church for a long time, you know, but that's, that's really the you know the only reason you know okay. that is is you know and i'm kind of leery you know just to, is is to what you know the churches are doing with their money but i'm still tithing and you know donating i donate to uh, you know cure and cross and you know things yeah. like that but it's just um that's something that's kind of that's kind of changed things it, it you know it doesn't really have anything to do with the pandemic but um you know is is a different reason
5: but so yes, ben, yeah. ben, was this in pl- so I, I, I personally,
4: so was this um kind of trajectory in place for you before covid um
13: i wasn't i and i i, I will say i wasn't going every sunday okay. um we were definitely my wife and i have a a a 2 year old so it was kind of difficult some days you know it was you know our schedule didn't always permit that um but you know, we certainly did try to you know to go you know every Sunday when we were able to, and you know we're we're regularly you know attending even before having a kid. You know that kind of yeah. put a little damper on things. But it was just um, you know I was just kind of it, it does concern me as just as far as you know financial that accountability. I, I know. Th- Financial accountability, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
3: I get that a hundred percent. Right, you're, you're tithing yeah, and you're, you know, being faithful, and all of a sudden, somebody's out there spending your, your money. You think, right. what the heck am I doing? That will put a bad taste in anybody's right. mouth. Thanks I'm for your about call, that. Ben. Good to hear Appreciate from you. That. All right, uh, do we, oh, 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 we got a little, just a, a second or so. Let's do a repeat. Wait, Linda, you're calling back. Yeah,
18: yeah, I'm calling back. What's going on? I uh, wanted to mention. Yeah, I wanted to mention one more thing. Sue said about staying home and I get that um the other thing what some of the churches are doing you're not allowed to have a choir I mean you have to yeah. have a mask on to sing and I mean I've been a singer for 60 years yeah. I'm not going to sing with a mask on right. and it's just um that's part of the problem you know you're you're going for community but you really can't
3: yeah the masks are weird I, I, I get I mean, that it's, yeah, just,
4: yeah. it's strange yeah it's just strange 100%. so I just wanted to add that okay thanks Linda <laughs> That's good. See, I didn't call her Sue this time.
3: Thank goodness. She appreciate that as well.
4: Okay, so uh, we have everything from churches weren't making good financial decisions to it's difficult with little kids, mm-hmm. to the fact that it's inconvenient and I could just kind of stay home and work, to I don't want to go there and sing in a mask, mm-hmm. to I'm disabled, it's difficult for me to get there, yep. and I'm still scared of COVID.
3: Yep. Okay, so we ran the gamut, and I appreciate that.
5: Yeah, uh, good to hear from so many yeah, of you guys. And
3: what we really learned was, though... Is that macaroni salad rules?
5: <laughs> See, you That's all we're for saying. See, Thank you, George, If you're Boom. listening,
3: heat up the potato salad too. Dig
5: That's it. Bad.
0: Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. Out of zone.
9: One listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders. And, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores, and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now.
10: United,
12: United Faith Mortgage. United Faith
1: Mortgage is a DBA United Mortgage Corp. 25, Meadow Park, Road, Meadow, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Total or Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah.
17: Thinking about life
1: insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40.
0: 800-523-3771 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states it's
8: time to break out to break through the past year has been rocky for families across our nation but your involvement makes a difference Help Cornerstone TV pass on the hope of Jesus during our Breakout to Breakthrough broadcast. Featuring Canaan Bridges, Sean Smith, Matt Sorger, Jane Hammond, and Jay Gilbert. Watch Monday through Friday, October 11th through the 15th at 8 p.m. on Cornerstone Television Network. That's Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Verizon and Comcast.
6: Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 W O R D F M Pittsburgh.
4: All right, this day in history. Today. Today. Um, was the debut of Saturday Night Live on NBC.
3: Really? They're not ready for primetime players.
4: So I've two questions for you. All right. The first one is what year did it happen? The second is who was the first guest host?
3: Oh man. Boy, ah, uh, jeez, uh I would say the I think it happened in 1975. Ah! Did it? Yes. Yeah, good. 1975 uh first guest host uh, that's a wild guess. Uh, George Carlin? Oh, my. God. Yeah. Bingo. That's not right. That's fine. You know. How do you do that? Because I'm an old guy and I've been around no, the block a few times. No, there are a
4: lot of people who have been around the block. First of all, you're not old. Oh. Second of all, there are, most people can't do that.
3: No, the people do Because, you know, you live in the information. You sit around no, and you read. No, you, everybody that's reads. True. That's not true. Right? People can't do well, that. I think what's interesting. Uh, uh, what
4: do you think about SNL? Do you watch it anymore?
3: Uh, look. Okay. So. Um, These two young sons, you know, who now, you know, uh, and there was a period, an era, where my youngest son, who was like 18 or 19 at the time, he, that was, to him, that was like kind of can't miss TV. Okay. So I would sit and watch with him, and I would try to hold my thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know, I wouldn't, you know, there's nothing that's live on television, so I did appreciate that. of course. But the show, it's really abysmal. I don't find it, I mean, I, I would sit there for, you know, the entirety of the show, and I don't think I would, I would rarely laugh out loud. Really? I uh, just, I read just recently that the opening, I think it was last weekend, was the opening, you know, first show of the season, the lowest rated opening of SNL ever, which says a lot of things just about, you know, sure. entertainment and, and how we, how we slice watch them, and dice right, and right, it all, right. right?
4: Christy, any connection with SNL? Oh yeah,
3: Christy, none? None. No,
11: I don't watch it. If anything, I watch clips on YouTube after. Okay, uh-huh. did you ever watch it? Was there ever a point in your life where you watched it? Um, maybe with my mom or dad or something as like a
4: teenager if they okay. were watching it, but I, I never watched it personally. Okay. When was the time you watched it most?
3: 1975.
4: Okay. How old were you? Like what year? Were you in high school? Were you in college? I was in high school. Okay. The time I watched it most was when I was in high school. Yeah. So I wonder if that's what it, you know, it's like an age right. thing.
3: Maybe so. Given my choice between SCTV.
4: I think SCTV is way funnier. I do too. I think it's way funnier. A
3: fabulous show. Yeah. SCTV in its prime was an excellent show. I agree. Anyway. But look
4: at all the great comedians SNL's oh. produced. Yeah, I them, mean,
3: Chevy Chase, you know old Chevy Chase is? No. He's 78. Stop it. And he was the first star on SNL and then the first star to leave SNL. Tells you something. The Ride Home with John and Kathy,
1: a production of Salem Media Group